And, uh, well, uh, we're not supposed to be showing any of that right now. I don't know what's going on there. But anyway, <laughs> we are live. We're live. Uh, thank you for coming. This is episode 41. And, of course, today I have with me somebody who's been here a couple of times before, at the very least. Uh, my good friend, Mr. Gaming Forte. How you been? Uh, yeah, I, I just have to say first, before you say anything, Forte, this is Gaming Forte of the DPS podcast with his co-host, Slow-Mo Backslap. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. They have a good rapport, uh, great chemistry there, uh, a couple of friends talking about games and stuff. I like the DPS podcast. Check it out. It's on both their channels, right? Still going back yep. and forth. Yeah. Yep. So how you been, man? Oh, man, I've been good, man. It's been um, a lot of crazy stuff going over the week. Well, me personally, my work life got flipped upside down, like, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and stuff because... <laughs> um, <laughs> You ain't, you ain't my, slapping nobody though, right? No, I ain't slapping nobody. Okay, I ain't okay. did all that. That we we ain't going that far. But though, no, like my um my assistant manager um found a uh, a higher paid job, which is always a benefit, always a great thing. So you know, I always like to see people get into their field that they went to school for. So she got a job, and I basically just lost her. One of my oh. uh, other key holders, he had a opportunity to move to Texas for a job that pays a lot of money. So he left a week ago and my other key holder <laughs> is out on maternity leave as of Friday last week. So oh, I literally man. had to replace my whole staff in a two week oh. period. That That's rough. That's that, rough. It, it, so outside of it, 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 like I think this is the first time I even said this on a podcast, but so shout out to that. But it's just really interesting to just see the ebb and flows of just week to week, uh, just in regular life. Like you, you know this more than anybody because you know for what we were stuff we were talking about. But just knowing that literally not even a month ago, I was like, oh man, this is great. My team is together. I got a cool team, and then. Within three weeks, everything's changed. So, which one got the keys? The ones, uh, the 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 girl with the pixie cut, or the dude with the blue hair? Because there's always those people at the Game Stops. Every Game I actually Stop, have a, I actually have a girl with a pixie cut yeah, that I, I hired. I, 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 I know right. it's it, it, at every right. Game Stop, man. It's it's like that, and you it know, you're right? But yeah, but outside, yeah, but outside of that, just the just the podcast hanging with the kids and stuff uh, i was on vacation a couple of weeks ago so i got refreshed from that uh and then and, you know just planning for all of the other stuff that's going on i got carousel going my wife's about to turn 40 so oh we're happy out to, birthday to her yeah, yeah so we're going Big to carousel her. this august for her birthday and then um you know that's really it man just playing games and enjoying the back and forth of the craziness i see on the internet every once in a while Oh, for sure. I want to give a big shout out to everybody in the chat right now. Of course, this is on YouTube live, and you can also listen to this after the fact on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you want to stream a podcast, you'll find GTL there. Thank you for showing up. I appreciate it. Brigadier's Blue with the $5 Super Chat says, Fonz and Forte, this is going to be a great show. Can't stay and watch live, but I'll be sure to catch this after work tonight. Brigadier's, you're always great for that. He always comes in. He like. He likes to drop a five and say, hey, I love the show. I'll listen to it later. But here you go. Here's some support because I love mm -hmm. what you do, and I love what he does, man. This guy is a – he's always so supportive, man. He's been there for forever. Unlike everybody's podcast, he probably goes to your podcast as well. Yeah. Rick Beers is the man. really like that guy. Um, but so is Gone Mad in the chat and Falcon X who says that he really likes the show, especially when Forte is on. So oh, man. big shout out to you, Forte. And you. Uh, somebody in the chat named MBG deleted their account, uh, Twitter account. Come on. That's <laughs> a little harsh. But anyway, what's up, Hargeet Shani? I, I, I see you in the chat, brother. Uh, Jose Linares, uh, Toto Dope, uh, great people in the chat. Um, but what I want to get into first here is Forte. You've heard about the WB Games thing going on right now. The yes. possibility of a, well, Discovery, the owner of WB Games right now, is looking to possibly sell them off. So, what, what, have you heard anything about this? <clears throat> yeah. Um, it's really interesting. They went from, 
so they always been out for sale pretty much, but I guess the ASCII price wasn't good enough because first mm. of all, they weren't offering the IPs. They were just offering studios. Now it looks like they went out and tried to find other offers for just the studios. And guess what? They turned up with a big old fat goose egg. Nobody was willing to purchase them without the studios because guess what? What's the studio without the IPs? Uh, so the fact that now they're coming back to the table and say, no, 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 the IPs are on the table now. And they're actually willing to sell them as separate entities is yeah. actually a really cool thing uh, because I don't think as a whole Warner Brothers is worth the asking price, but there are parts of Warner Brothers um, if you were able to buy them separately, I definitely think would be uh, really, really good gets. Um, some people just look at the big names like NetherRealm, Monolith, and Rocksteady. Yep. But, you know, there's way more, you're talking about way more studios than that. You still got Avalanche, which actually has a market, has um, games that um, they are making for Xbox and stuff when it comes to that. I just look at it as more of Xbox, if we're just talking about Xbox in general. I can see them going after something like NetherRealm because they that's like the one franchise they're truly missing in. They have um, no presence when it comes to the fighting game community. Uh, PlayStation Thanks. pretty much has that all completely locked up at this point. Uh, I think it would actually help them revive a franchise in Killer Instinct. I'm not saying that they have to work exclusively on that game, but they could actually get pointers or actually get some type of help to actually you know bring that IP back out of the doldrums and stuff. And then just be able to you know have probably not even probably i honestly believe that mortal kombat is the biggest franchise in fighting games right now because street fighter has yeah. kind of fallen off the map like hardcore like i don't really see a lot of stuff for street fighter anymore and then i really like the uh the, the situation with monolith because they had the nemesis the nemesis system and i do yep. think that is something that can really benefit not just um the games that um, Microsoft likes to make and stuff, but I also think it can help in the development of some of the extra stuff that's going on in the games that they have coming out in the future. So there's a lot of different pieces to this. I do think that it will not sell to one person. Nobody will buy all of it, but some there will be pieces and stuff across the industry that will go to different places whenever they finally finalize those situations. Mm, so you think that uh, the different studios will go to different? Uh, yeah, they're going different places. Studio. Nobody's oh. going to buy all of WB. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's going to buy all of it. But you're right. I, I think when it comes down to Nether Realm, I think that's the one place where mm -hmm. Microsoft really is lacking. I mean, people have been clamoring for another Killer Instinct for years, and uh, you know it's surprising that you know they haven't put one out. Uh, didn't we hear rumors not that long ago that they were actually working on? another killer instinct they were but the thing is ever since iron galaxy got purchased by amazon i mean it was amazon or was it yeah it was amazon uh ever since they got purchased by them they really lost the i mean it feels like they lost the aptitude to actually really work on that game uh and that's when the game was mm. doing actually really well they you know, had um, seasons that they were bringing out for the game and everything. And it was just the fact that they weren't really developing long term for that game. And that was a that was a completely different Microsoft back then in 2014, 2015, too. So I do think if they did give it another chance or another shot, that it would definitely get its chance to shine, especially as a game as a service inside a game pass, because pretty much Killer Instinct, people didn't realize this. It was a free-to-play game. You didn't have to buy yep. Killer Instinct when it came out. You bought the the seasons when they came out for extra characters, but it was literally a Game Pass model game before Game Pass was a thing. So I think it would definitely work really well in this um, climate that we're in now. But on top of that, I just think that when it comes to just the direction, when it comes to what Xbox wants to do, that would just be a really good fit. Yeah, what would you say would be a good fit for Sony? Uh, if they were to take one of those studios? Honestly, um, Monolith would be a good fit because of just the well, the third-person aspect of it and the type yeah, of games Shadow they like of to War make. And, yeah. Shadow of War. And then I also think their whole, like I said, the Nemesis system, I think that would really work. Can you imagine that, that type of system being something like God of War? Yeah. You know, yeah. when no, you, seriously, you had, yeah. 
Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, stuff like that. I mean, pretty much all of these studios can fit somewhere. Uh, even NetherRealm would be a good fit for Sony because then you just literally lock up all the fighting game community at that exactly. point. Exactly. I mean, and and, so, and they've, they've also got that uh, company they picked up for the, uh, what is it, uh, the one that does the tournaments? Yeah. Oh, Evo. Evo. And yeah. I, I think that would work out well for them as well. But again, I think Microsoft would, you know, I, I think it'd be better for them um overall but honestly like hargeet shiny here says with the five dollar super chat thank you very much hargeet he says i hope microsoft just buys all of warner discovery with the movies dc and the game studios um you know you know it's it's possible they got the money but yeah you know right now only problem i have with that because i agree with hargeet i think microsoft definitely can make that move but it's easier for the, especially with this whole Activision stuff that we're going to talk about later on. That deal isn't finalized yet. We're 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 seeing the end of the road, but it still isn't there yet. So it's easier for them, especially since Warner Brother is willing to sell those entities separate. Them to pick and choose the things that they want to get from it, guaranteed. Yeah. Now, if there's stuff available after the acquisition for Activision goes through, then they can go back and probably, you know, pick through whatever's left over and stuff. But I think they should really focus on what they can get without, you know, upsetting regulators and stuff like that. Because it's easier to purchase a studio than it is to purchase a whole entire publisher again, well, which that would be. 100% correct, because right now the spotlight is on them with the whole Activision right. Blizzard deal. And imagine if they were to pick up all of this WB Discovery and they're like, you know, this is becoming a monopoly for sure. You know, they start that whole talk right. again. Um, I want to give a shout out to Miss K. What's up? It's good to see you. Ashtray Gaming and uh, Flush Jackson, who says, hit that like button, everybody. Yes, please hit that like button if you enjoy the show anyway. Uh, for me, though, here's the thing. As like a multi-console owner, uh, it doesn't matter much to me when it comes to these acquisitions that much. Outside of the value aspect, and of course, by value, I mean Game Pass. Um, yes, I would like as much as possible being funneled in, into Game Pass because that is where the value is. That is where I'm at anyway. So as an Xbox guy, a Game Pass subscriber, yeah, give me more games. But at the same time, I understand like, you know, the other side of it where, you know, do you want all developers and all these publishers being picked up by just a couple of entities out there running the show on with all these devs, you know, and making, you know, just maybe Sony and Microsoft and, you know, who knows, Amazon being the, the only players in the game. I don't want that. I do want a lot of independent developers out there and publishers because I, I feel like it, it takes away sometimes and I'm not saying Microsoft would do this because they've been pretty mm-hmm. friendly with developers and letting them do their own thing. But we've seen what EA has done to developers. We've seen them just destroy development teams and just get rid of them. Just the, the poof, they're gone. And I don't want that kind of stuff to happen to everybody. So I see that side of it as well. But my, again, I go back to my consumer value side and I'm like, yeah, give me everything into Game Pass. I, I want that. But then on the same side, I would I would look at Sony and go, hey, if they made Spartacus or whatever they call it, the PlayStation Premium package uh, deal right. over there, if they had day and date and if they had their games going into there, then I'd want to see it over there as well. I don't mind that because that's value. I'd be there day one um, if they did day and date. So it wouldn't bother me. I, I'm, I look at this, this whole gaming thing as a consumer, uh, you know, as well as a gamer, but I want right. value. I always look for that. So I think everybody looks for value, but when you comes to I don't know Twitter, about that, man. Well, no, no, I know no seriously. I do. I really truly think everybody looks for values, but when it comes to the Twitter community and the gaming community that we reside in, that it doesn't it doesn't seem like it because all those people that say that. I guarantee you they go into their neighborhood store, they'll go into a GameStop, they'll go into the Target, and they're always going to be like, oh, you know what? This is cheaper. This is 10 bucks cheaper at Amazon. Can I get it for cheaper? Because if you really didn't care about, you know, the the cost of things, 
you would just go to the register and pay whatever the type, whatever the price on the tag is. Thanks. And nobody does that. So that's why I always look at that like, okay, this is all but, fun and games that you yeah. guys like to talk about. But every last one of y'all like to save money. Yeah. Nobody uh, yeah. wants to spend more than they have to. Yeah, but you see the tweets as I do. Hey, I'd gladly pay $100 or more for this greatness. And I'm like, no, no, you won't. Um, that's just ridiculous. But anyways, they say it. They talk a big game. Uh, Hargeet, thank you very much for the $10 super chat. He says, a deal like that usually takes six plus months or so to get the uh, to a decision to acquire. It is likely that if Microsoft works to deal with them, it would be finalized and announced after the Activision Blizzard deal. Um, true, but what do you got to say to that? Um, uh, so... Yeah, I mean that 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 that's definitely true. It just comes down to do you really want to put yourself in the position to have any type of blowback at all? You know, I I, I like I said when it when it comes to singular studios, um, yeah, I think they'll make a push on that no at any time. Yeah. But something as big as WB, it's like, yeah, they could probably get away with it and it probably would be perfectly fine, but do you really want to start another, you know, question and answer survey with Phil Spencer a week, a month before um, E3 or before the uh, showcase and everything talking about, well, what are you going to do with the WB games? Because you know this was going to happen mm -hmm. and they don't even have full control of them. And then on top of that, they're still dealing with what's happening with Activision and all of the different um, scandalous stuff that's happening at, at that company. So I just think at this point, there's so many fires they're still trying to like put out when it comes to the things that they already are inquired into i mean we're not even talking about what's going on with their own studios they own now when it comes to like 343 and what was happening at unlit undead uh, labs and everything which are all superficial when you actually think about it but then when you want to throw something as big as another acquisition of a major publisher on it and you have regulators that will be looking at that type of stuff you kind of just want to tread lightly until you get to a point where you can say all of these things belong to me now, and I don't have to worry about anything in the future. Yeah. I I, I just, uh, you know, again, I, I just go back to thinking about just as a consumer. Yeah, it'd be nice to have all that into Game Pass. But it would at the be. same time, like, yeah, you're, you're right. The optics there and, you know, WB is rather big. And one that we really didn't talk about was Rocksteady. And Rocksteady, you know, they've made great Batman games. I mean, some of the best uh, superhero games, period, in my opinion. Um, right. The Arkham series is top of the top when it comes to superhero games. Love them. Um, I even like them more than Spider-Man. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of people don't agree with that. Oh, you're, but, a, you're a Batman person, not a Spider-Man person? Uh, no, I love Spider-Man as a, as a character and everything. It's just that I like... Um, I like the games aspect, better. The I, I think I think the villains and everything I like better over on the Batman side. So I, I just have more fun and I, I have more I guess I just have more nostalgic feelings for Batman as a character and his whole universe, you know. Um yeah, I, I, I guess I, I like that aspect. Um I lean more DC in that way. But uh yeah, when it comes to the movies, I think, you know, Marvel hits it out of the park more often than not. But anyway, mm. that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> you know what else? Uh, speaking of games, you know what, what You know what we didn't do right at the start? Oh, what? We didn't do that? the five questions. Oh. So I, I, I want to ask you. Are I you thought ready I got for, away. I thought I got no. away with this one. Are, are, are you ready for five questions? I am. Uh, let's do it. Five questions. All right. Five questions. One will be subjective for trivia, of course. Um, the first one is going to start off, and I don't know if this is going to be easy for you or not, because it's uh, it goes back. It goes back a ways. Okay. Are you famil uh, familiar with Conquer the Squirrel? Yes. Okay. He had several games that, start in, uh, that he starred in. But can you tell me, Forte, which is the very first game he ever made an appearance in? Oh, Lord. I didn't even know what Conquer was until Conquer's Fat Bad Fur Day. Uh-oh. What was before that? You definitely got he me made an appearance. One. He made an appearance 
in another, he had four games actually to himself, but he was in a game. He just made an appearance in this game, and that was it. He made an appearance. He made an appearance. Oh, no. Yeah, you got me on this one. You definitely got me because I literally did not know what Conquer was until Xbox showed it to us for the first time. That would be Diddy Kong Racing. He made oh, his first the appearance. One race, the one kart game I didn't play. The one kart Kong. game you didn't play. That's okay. That's okay. I, I even played Sonic and, and SpongeBob kart racing because of my kids, but I've never played Diddy Kong. All right. So this next question is a, well, in May of 2000, this game was released on the N64. Can you name the game and this character? It's visual, so you're going to have to look at your screen for this one. Okay. Can you name this character? It's, it's Joe in the Dark. Uh, and what's the game, sir? That is uh, Perfect Dark. Correct, sir. You got it. See? You got one. <laughs> All right. So now. I love I wanna, your suit, by the way. Oh, th thank you. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. I I forgot. Uh, yeah, your, your microphone's anyway. coming out of your out of your neck. It, it, well, it's coming out of my shirt, <laughs> so it works. Uh, this popular series, developed by Eat Sleep Play, centered around vehicle combat and spanned across the PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, and the PlayStation Three consoles. What game is this, sir? Eat Sleep Play. And what kind of racer was vehicle it? combat? Vehicle Combat. Oh, shoot. What was the name of that? Vehicle Combat. Oh, my God. You could upgrade your weapons and everything in that game. What is the name of that game? Would, would you like some help from the audience? That's a new sure. thing we're going to have. Okay. Audience, can you help them out? What is the name of that you game? You get one chance. You get help from the audience with a question. Eat, sleep, play. This centers around vehicle combat. It's a franchise that was on the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah it's Twisted Metal. Correct, it sir. Is Twisted Metal. It, it's Twisted Metal because I was sitting there thinking, like, I couldn't think of the name because it's been since PS3. Okay, so this next one, this game was released back in 1985 on the Nintendo Entertainment System. 1995. Now, tell me this. Based on this sound, can you tell me the name of this game? Super Mario Brothers. That's the one that came with Duck in the box with it. Correct, sir. Second level. Second level, by the way. Okay, do you remember the name of the level? The Oh God, what was the name of the level? Because you were underground. That was the first one where you went underground. That's it. Underground. It was just called underground. Yes. Yes. See, like he got bonus points, sir. Good I job. That. I love that. Um, oh, okay. So, oh, I forgot, almost forgot the last question. The, uh, what's your favorite game of this generation so far? This generation. Well, are we so talking, far. are we talking about current, 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 or? current generation? Current, current. Uh, there's, I know there's not much, but so what do you far, like so far? Like, if, really I had like? To, if I had to pick one that came out so far, Wow, probably. Wow, that's a good question. Because all the games that like I play, I play Horizon, and it's okay. Elden Ring, I'm still going through, so I can't name that yet. Tunic, I love, and it probably mm -hmm. would end up being Tunic at this point right now because it's the only game I finished to completion. Um, Destiny isn't a game that comes out every year, so I can't. I will never put that as a game of the year game, even though it's great. But uh, Tunic will probably end up being it. Uh, but I do think if God of War comes out, that really? probably would just take the cake. So you really like Tunic? I like Tunic. Tunic wow. was really fun. I, I got to try can, it then because I really did like um, Death's Door. And that kind of yeah, reminds well, me of that. Death's Door was in, incredible. Yeah. And the thing about Tunic is it you play it at your own leisure. So you can blaze through it um, in an hour 26 minutes if you know all the diff the different uh speed ready techniques to do it in the game but the game only caught like takes like four hours to beat and it's really cool like um really zelda ish when it comes to his gameplay and everything 
and uh, I like the mechanics, and I also like the fact that they put all of the descriptions for like the instructions of the game inside of the instruction manuals. As you unlock, you play through the game, you get like this instruction book that shows you how to play the game as you play through it. So it was like a little nice little take on just you know progressing you through the game at your own leisure. Cool, cool. I, I'll definitely have to check that out. Uh, Shabs Inevitable says uh, with, with the five dollar super chat says DC better than Marvel for me, but Xbox doesn't need superhero games. Uh, great talk. Hit the like button all. Uh, they definitely need superhero games. We see how they sell systems. He says, I Mubarak to all who celebrate. I, I'm sorry. I don't know how to say that, but um, I, I butcher those kind of things. But you can read it on the screen right there. I'm, I apologize. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. Uh, first, I, I just have to say real quick, I noticed it. Did you get a new camera or something? You're looking extra crispy today. I did. Nice. I did. What are you did. rocking with uh, now? Uh, actually, um, shout out to my DM. Um, he had got a brand new Sony, the ZV10 that just came out. Mm. This is his old one. It's a uh, the Canon SL2. Hey, so the 200D. Good. It's only 1080p, but I got the. He gave That's me nice. all his lenses for it since he switched over from um, switched to Sony. He doesn't need the Canon lenses, so I bought it all off of him for like 350 bucks, bro, and that lens that's like the 50 millimeter lens that's on it now bro yeah it looks really good man, it's, it's really good it's it's literally what i always wanted i was like oh man we gotta make some content now mm -hmm. bro so th like this is the thing people don't realize about content creation the more stuff you get around it it makes you want to make more stuff and i know you know this Facts. because every time you buy a new yeah. piece of gear it makes yeah. like okay i need to make a video or i need to do something to like oh, really show this off of course, man. Uh, by the way, Gaz says that his favorite game so far is Leisure Suit Larry. Leisure Suit Larry. Remember that old game? That was an old oh, PC game, Gaz. That was it a, is. It was on PS2, a, too. That was and a dirty and 360. Game. Was a terrible game. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Biff Rinaldi with the Super Chat, he says, uh, Tunic is amazing. Got my 1,000 out of 1,000 on that one. Yeah, see, I have to check it out then, man. I, yeah. I was thinking that... Because somebody was telling me that, you know, uh, they played Death Store as well. And they were like, ah, since they played Death Store, they liked it so much better. They, they, they didn't care for Tunic so much. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll feel the same way. But I think, they, no, I, I, think I can't just, just listen to people like it's that. It's the aesthetic. Just, it's the aesthetic. Death's Door, is a, it has a little bit more of a darker tone where Tunic yeah. is a little bit more brighter. So I think it kind of lends itself more to, like, you not feeling like I'm terrified every little dungeon room I go to compared to what it was in Death's Door. Yeah. Tunic kind of reminds me of like, um, it reminds me of the old Legend of Zelda games, the, the way it looks. Yes. Kind yes. of looks like that a bit. Um, let's get into the uh, Xbox Bethesda showcase. The date has Ooh. been set. It'll be June 12th, people. And as the name suggests, it'll be a huge showcase for both Xbox and Bethesda on the same stage. What do you make of all this with so many teams, so many years under their belt? Do you think that this could possibly be one of their best shows ever? Oh, man. Oh, God. You would ask me that question. Um, we could hope. That's all we can do. We could really hope. I, I think, think it's beyond had, hope at this point. I think at this point, my Xbox has hit. I was going to say Microsoft, but Xbox. Xbox has gotten to a point where I think they have – all. They have all the tools now. Everything is laid out on the table. There's nothing left to chance. All they got to do is go out there and execute. They have games that people want to play. They got IPs that people want to see. They have experiences that they haven't shown or talked about yet. I think this is the best time to basically just let it all hang out, you know, pause. But in general, hmm. I think this is going to be by far their best experience when it comes to like a showcase or their E3 experiences. E3 isn't a thing anymore. Yeah. But I also think this is just the beginning. I think going past now, going into future years, you're going to see it just get ramped up even more because we're going to be at a point where Bethesda Xbox isn't even going to be enough because you have Activision coming into fold. 
God forbid they actually do something around the WB stuff. Uh, we already know even after Activision, they're not done purchasing. So we're going to see stuff like this, I think, year round when it comes from Xbox, not just at a set period of time in, in June of every year. Of course, they'll still have their, you know, ceremonial um conference and stuff where they talk about the stuff in the middle of the year because that's a good talking point for getting people set up for the end of the year but i'm more excited to see what they're going to do when activision becomes a part of them when um are we going to still do blizzcon and stuff like that are they going to do announcements and stuff like that there that's right though you got to remember just because it's called blizzcon doesn't mean it has to just be all only blizzard i mean if you're owned by microsoft or xbox you can announce stuff year round when it comes to those different conferences something like like we were talking about this like fable may not be shown at e3 it could be shown at the vgas it could be shown at uh, BlizzCon, it can be shown anywhere because it's all under the other umbrella, umbrella of Xbox now. So I do think this year in particular will be a huge year for them because they don't have those other things in play yet because the Activision deal isn't set to go through until at least the end of this year to going to next year. But after that, we're going to be looking at a completely different layout when it comes to what Microsoft and Xbox is going to be doing around announcing games, talking about games. And I think we don't have to wait Wait, like the whole wait for E3 thing, I think is going to go completely out the window because they're not going to be able to wait to E3 to talk about all the things they're going to have to talk about. It's going to have to get spaced out over over time. Oh, for sure. And, you know, what what is your thoughts on, you know, what do you think they could show at this show? You know, no, scratch that, scratch that. What mm-hmm. do you want them to show at this show? What, what are you looking mo- most forward Ooh. to? All right. Well, I'll, I'll actually give you both. Okay. Um, what I want them to show, or what they should show, they should show Hellblade because Agreed. I think that game's coming out next year and they need to show actual gameplay. I understand that the developers That's... came out and said, well, that was gameplay. No, we need to see the 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 perspective that longer. us as a gamer are playing as we need to see that because the biggest thing is we want to see the combat. We all know the story is going to be pretty freaking phenomenal uh we know how that's going to be but we need to see what the combat looks like because that was the one thing that was lacking in the first one we definitely need to see exactly what's going on with forza is what what's going on with motorsport because it's been a while and they took like four a couple three extra years off to make this game it's good uh, so I'm looking forward to that. That's something I'm looking forward to. I'm also wanted to see what's going on with games like um what's going on with like a game like contraband you know from avalanche yeah, yeah. you know i i don't think it's coming out this year it's not it's supposed to come out next year but if it's supposed to come out in 2023 i would like to see it just like i would like to see fable i think fable mm. everybody said it's gonna be a 2020 well see this uh, this is this is where i was fighting with attic yeah. on the ilp i told him i, I said we're Do too you far think that, i told him i said is fable going to be a 2024 game or a 2023 game because if it's 2024 i can understand it not being shown this year but if it's coming out next year i think we should see the blueprint i agree with i that. think my i think microsoft if it has a 2023 release date on it or a window you should be showing it at this e3 and most of the games they have that they've been talking about um like avowed and stuff like that oh, that yes. stuff's all slated to be like 2023 and i think this is the thing that we were waiting for for xbox because everybody said when bethesda got purchased when they bought all these studios back in 2017 we were saying, well, 2023 is going to be freaking amazing. Well, yep. this 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 June will literally be the precursor to 2023. Agreed. So we need to see the goods this June. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's the thing. Now, some of that stuff can get moved into like the Game Awards and stuff. I can see Fable being shown there. But those are the things I think gamers want to see at this show. But as long as if we see them this year, I think that's all that really, truly matters. I love a lot of what you said there, man. Uh, I, I'm in agreement. Uh, Fable, however, I, I don't think it's 2023. I don't think it's coming out next year. I think it's going to be 2024. I, I think it's at least 2024 um, because everything we've heard from that game and the production and everything is that it's been a slow process for playground games. And I get it. It's something do uh, something new. It's a different genre than they're used to. You know, I mean, they're coming from a, a car game and and they're going into this RPG third person perspective 
you know, mm-hmm. this this story narrative game. This is huge for them. And I think that they want to make sure they dot all their I's, cross all their T's, make sure it's it's perfect. You know, they want to make sure this is uh, a great game for those Fable fans out there because they're rabid. Fable fans right. are, I mean, they're not going to forgive them if this game comes out and it's trash. It's it's not going to be forgiven. Um, I, I think they really want to make this special, and I think that we aren't going to see that this June, personally. If we do, fantastic. But Fantastic, Because, right. I mean, what are they going to show? Another CGI trailer? I don't want to see, you know, another pixie flying across, you know, the, the river. <laughs> no, if they I don't no, need to if see that. that. If that's all they're going to show, then we don't yeah, want to see I, it. I mean, yeah. that's what I say. Like, you know my... I have a rule. Uh, sorry. I, I have a rule for no, K, and it's the first time you show a game at an announcement, CGI is fine. The second time you show it, you better show some gameplay. That's exactly what I was going to say. So you, That's my you, rule. you already took it. That's my rule. And, and, and I've just been like that forever now. Um, but I love the fact that you mentioned Avowed. Avowed is one of those games I think that they will show and I think it's going to look uh, very cool, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be something. I want more games like that right now. I'm 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 yearning for more Elder Scrolls types of games, uh, mm-hmm. those types of RPGs. So Avowed uh, that'll scratch that itch that I that I want right now. Um, Elden Ring did a great job for uh, for that fantasy uh, fan, uh, fantasy genre, but I I like the I, I like the first-person perspective in, in, in uh, Elder Scrolls. And, right. you know, you can switch back and forth in uh, Elder Scrolls, but I enjoyed that that whole narrative and stuff that they had in that franchise. So Avowed, Obsidian, they're freaking phenomenal at making RPGs, great narratives. I can't wait to see what they do with Avowed. That is one of the biggest ones I want to see. Hellblade 2, I want to see the combat. I want to make sure that what they were talking about was true. They were saying that right. they were really heavily working on the combat. Everybody was getting involved. Even the animators were going through martial arts classes and stuff so they could be better uh, adept at making these uh, the, the combat in the game more real. Right. And, and uh, I, I just can't wait to see stuff like that. Um, do you think there will be any surprises here? There's got to be at least one, right? Ooh, you know what the surprise of the decade will, of the year would be? What's that? And I don't think it's going to happen that we go up to this show and 343 comes out on stage and said, we know you've been upset with us. Oh. We know that the game has been in a terrible place and we know that co-op is still on the horizon. It hasn't come out yet. But guess what? We do want to show to you that we do have some stuff to show you when it comes to the campaign. And I would like to see something Really? That would be a surprise. If they actually came with all the stuff that's been going on with that game, if they were to come out and say, this is the next, or give us a blueprint of what the next uh, episode of that campaign is going to be, I would yeah. be blown away because I we're all thinking that, what, a year, maybe two, until they even start talking about that stuff again. So I think that would be something that would really, really excite me. I think another thing that would blow me away is if they actually announce an acquisition at this event. Like, they have done that pretty regularly over the last couple of them, except for last year. So I think if they actually did announce that they acquire somebody during the show, that would actually probably be another another feather in their cap too that I wouldn't expect with Activision Blizzard going on right now. I can't see them doing that. They might even the, just that's why I say with them. Coming yeah. With that. They, they might, they might touch upon the Activision Blizzard deal. Who knows, you know, cause didn't they say that that could be through by June? Yeah. By June of this physical, yeah. By June of yeah. this year. Yeah. yeah. So they may say something about that and who knows if they make an announcement. Or or Call of Duty is up in Game Pass because they did Facts. say during their. Just about to say. Now, if they said something, they did say in their press release that you know they would do their best to get as many of the games inside of Game Passes um, as possible. We know when they had the Bethesda roundtable in March of what was it this year? No, last year, last March year. of last year. Um, they instantly threw all those games in there then. Yep. So I'm thinking the same thing. Whenever this acquisition with um, Activision goes through, you're going to see pretty much the same thing. You're going to see a list of Call of Duty games going in there. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with the the uh, Activision published games, like, uh, like uh, Sekiro and stuff like that, like Transformers, oh. all of those games. Because even though those games were 
um, third party games, they were published by Activision. So with those games still being a part of their act of the publishing deals under Activision, do they have the rights to throw those games into a service like Game Pass? And I would probably oh, think so because think so. because those games, even those games aren't really selling anymore. So that's just more well, games you could just add to your service. It's not just that. The publisher is the one who dictates where it goes anyway. Where it goes. Yeah, because basically developers are just paid for their time on working on the game. And then that game the, the publishers put out there wherever they see fit. So you're right. right. We, we, we may see those games within game pass as well. Yeah, that'll be a, that would be a really big surprise if they, if they did get the announcement to go to, and they start talking about all the stuff coming to game pass. And then all of a sudden you just have this huge Activision spot oh, where yeah. you start seeing a whole bunch of third, not the Activision games themselves, but just a bunch of the games that they published. Um, that were third party from them just show up in game pass like Sekiro, like the transformer games like the ninja turtle games all of those <laughs> yeah. games just show up in game pass because they're all under the activision umbrella like tony hawk and stuff like that yeah yeah and definitely we know when bethesda takes the stage it's going to be starfield showcase that's that's what that's going to be and i i, I assume I, I'll, I'll i'll pause on what i'm going to say and go to you uh, what do you think they're going to show with Starfield? I think they are going to show what the fuss is about. I think they're finally going to come out and show you expiration done right in 2022. I think um, the fact that it's taking place in space, you'll be able to go anywhere that you want to go. Um, you're going to have different vistas, different um, scenarios and stuff that you could play out in. I think they're going to probably show off their... Um, their their new AI and stuff when it comes to their companion and everything like that that's going to be a huge talking point how they're going to be very influential and just your not just your overall leveling experience in the game but just actually helping you you know make it through these different scenarios when it comes to like the landscapes of the game and stuff like that because I just see this being a vast world and I don't think they're going to really talk about just the different areas they're going to probably mention like there's so many places you can go ten thousand different you know not not on no man's sky levels or anything like that but i do think they're going to like talk about all the different playable spaces but i think they're going to kind of focus on one or two spaces and just show how massive those spaces are you know they're going to show like hey this spaceport is like this is bigger than skyrim the mm. space it's bigger than Skyrim. And guess what? Yep. There's 15 other spaceports out there in the world in the universe just like it that are That's just insane. as big or better. And they're going to talk about the systems and stuff like that. So I think they're going to they're really going to dive into the imagination side of it because that's what they kind of marketed the game as is like, you know, we all know the elder like Bethesda games when it comes to like Elder Screen, Elder Rose, and like Fallout, they're all about the experience of you making your own adventure inside those games with a with a little very linear storyline over the top of it i think they're going to really dive into that a little bit heavier but they're going to show you even more about how the customization of your own character can be different from somebody else's when it comes to the game so i think they're going to go all out when it comes to this and i'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they do around it I am in a hundred percent agreement with you. Everything you said, you touched on everything I wanted to point out. I think that they are going to deep dive into just about uh, most of the aspects of the game. I think they, they, you know, like with every game, they'll leave some of that element of surprise, surprise that you get to right. in the game. Um, you know, especially those those situations where they said there's going to be two like big wow moments where you just like come into the world for the first time. And those are always a pleasure with Bethesda games. I have a blast with, with that stuff. Um, but I think that, you know, it's unfortunate that we had a ex-developer and it was confirmed to be an ex-Bethesda developer yeah. come out and kind of spoil some things, which we kind of already knew, but we didn't know for sure. But we had right. a lot of speculation. Um, you know, he... he Let's let's talk about that just a bit. Yeah. Uh, first, I want to get to Dealer Gaming. What's up, my good friend? The ten dollars super chat says, says uh, support to two good friends. I'm lurking. Yes, you are lurking. Um, I appreciate Dealer. He's he always comes through every week and at least you know says something in the chat and and I appreciate it a lot. He's a good friend. Dealer makes me laugh every day. That's why I appreciate him. Yeah, he, he's he's a, he's an <laughs> awesome friend. But let's talk a bit about these Starfield 
issues, as some people might call it. Right. Um, according to a user from Reset Era, uh, on there he's named Heavy 8 uh, he's confirmed as uh, he's confirmed to be an ex Bethesda developer um, mm-hmm. that he's he's worked on Starfield uh, Forte and he's had some choice words about the game uh, saying things like this game is uh, good. He did say that it looks good. He says due to improved lighting, it looks really good. Yes. But he also confirmed space flight and he followed it up with saying it's terrible in his in his opinion. The flying mm-hmm. is terrible. And that that's just an opinion. I mean, some people may like the flying in some games and some people may it, not. Uh, and then he says the engine is full of crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have you heard this guy say? Did, did you read these quotes? Yes, I did. Yeah. I what, did, what do you think about the quotes? So, so let, okay, let's just tackle. We'll, get ta- let's tackle the three that you mentioned. So okay. space flight. Space flight could, is terrible. It hmm. might be terrible right now, but guess what? Is Starfield coming out next week? Is it coming out next month? That's a lot true. Of, how long? Lot how of, long ago did he work? At, exactly. How long ago Starfield. was? How long ago were these statements taken? Were yeah. they taken a month ago? Two months ago? Thanks. Who really knows? You know, people don't really want to ask those questions. They just want to take the information and just run to their YouTube channel oh. or run to Twitter and just talk about it. No, like these are things you need to kind of ask. Like, okay, and if you do talk about them, talk about you know them to a point where it's like, okay, this is what they're saying, but give your own opinion on what you think it really means. So in my opinion, space flight might just suck. It might suck, but guess what? They got time to fix it. They got yeah. a lot of time to fix it. You know, the game's not supposed to come out to November, and we always hear about how these games come together at the last second. We talked about how God of War was a game that came together at the last second, like close to the end. Like, Kerry Ballaw came out and was talking about how they were still working on the game to the 11th hour. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these games are kind of doing that now because of the, we're in the age of updates and stuff and instant stuff like that. So... I think them just coming out and saying stuff like that's broken. It just kind of triggers people because we have been used to a generation of games not working day one. So yeah. when you hear something like that not working, you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be horrible. So, yes, space flight could be bad, but it could be fixed. Um, the creation the, engine has always been yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's speak yeah. on it. Yeah, the, yeah for real. The creation for real. engine, like, dude, yeah. it's it's just a num- It's just a second number on it. They put a two at the end of it. And, and don't it, get this twisted, people. When we say it's a terrible engine, we're just speaking facts here. That it's a terrible yeah. engine. The games aren't terrible. That's not what we're saying. The yeah, games, the games are, are terrible. Incredible. Uh, yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The games are great. The games are amazing. The games. I mean, look. I always tell people, Bethesda has not um de- not published. Uh, a game that hasn't been game of the year worthy since Facts. they've been doing it. That's that's so it's uh, on the creation talk- engine. Yeah. Under the creation engine. So yes. the fact that we say that that engine is absolute garbage, uh, they still do pretty well when it comes to like people enjoying those games. Mm-hmm. So he might be absolutely right about that, but that's still not going to change the fact that, that game is still going to be freaking phenomenal, most likely. And the people that are going to be looking forward to a game like that are people that already know what to expect from a game like that. I'm not saying that we should just accept that they can't make the engine better. I'm just saying that coming out and making it like, oh, well, it's a whole other thing going to be wrong with this game. No, mm-hmm. it, 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 this, this is like kind of par for the course when it comes to them. And uh, I just think in general, this uh, – and then when he was talking about the game was – it looks Proof good, body. but it does. he said it looks good, but doesn't look as good as Horizon. <laughs> yeah. But Horizon, Horizon looks good. It's not too many games out there that look as good as Horizon Forbidden West. So if this game looks anywhere close to it could look, like even like El- like think about it, Skyrim is one of the most sold games of all time, and it's not the best looking game at all. Yeah, yeah, I, you hit the nail on the head. Horizon's a, a great looking game. But it's not a game of the year contender. It's not a. It's not a game. Well, it won't be this year. <laughs> well, are you, know, you saying because go, I will take it back? It will be a game of the year contender. Are you because sure? It is a, I, think sure a, it, it, I think it will be on. I think it will be on the stage. You, you, I, I one of the first party. What Sony game going to make it up there? It was, I don't, unless God of War well, comes out. God of War. That will be the War one. Releases this year, maybe, but I think Let, it's got game I mean, of the year. 
it got slept by Elden Ring. As soon as well, Elden no, Ring dropped, because, nobody wanted to talk about well, Horizon Forbidden West. Well, fine, anybody would have got slapped by Elden Ring that release. But remember, we were talking about this last year when we saw the murderous row of February, and we were like, who's yeah. going to move? And everybody was like, well, Elden Ring might need to move out of the way of Horizon, and Horizon might need to do this. And then Saints Row was like, well, we out of here. We yeah. moving. Saints yeah. Row was like, we moving to later in the year. We get completely away from all y'all and we was like that's probably the best decision you could ever make and it's just the situation like i think anything that would have came next to elder ring the fact that people like king people in my own personal family and community and stuff play elder ring and never ever played a souls game in their life that just lets you know that that game is more than likely going to run away with game of the year this year because it did something to galvanize a community of people to try something that they would never try before. Yeah, I, I I think the only game that stands in its way to possibly be beating it for game of the year is Starfield. I think that no matter it, new. yeah, something because new. it's something yeah. new, it's a brand new IP, and it has the potential to just be an incredible experience. Just imagine, just you know, every time I think about Starfield, I think of me. I I think of just how I am and how I look at space. And how I look at space exploration, and I'm like, there is so many things that we don't know out there. And I know this is just a game, but the fact that I could go to different planets and explore, and uh, and and these worlds are going to be bigger than Skyrim on each planet. It's it's incredible. Like right. that. I, I I'm I'm sorry. Like for me anyway, I'm a big fan of 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 space exploration and stuff. I love that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, a big ba- uh, fan of Bethesda. Love their games. The, just the possibilities here are, are freaking just staggering. And uh, I, I, I think when they talk about the mechanics of the game, how they're um, putting more into the RPG systems, um, into the RPG stats, that's that kind of stuff I, it really resonates with me because I want to – I'm a big fan of creating my own character and trying to shape a character uh, how I want to shape him. And when there's more stats to implement into that character, I'm all for that, man. I love right. that kind of stuff. You know, a real RPG, not like uh, Horizon Forbidden West. That is mm-hmm. not a real RPG, people. Um, that is, uh, uh, what is, what do they call it? An uh, action, action adventure. That's what that yeah, game is. Yeah, that's what it is. It's, With it RPG is. elements. It has RPG elements. It, it does. But it's not an RPG. You can't make that game your own. Everybody who plays that game plays as Aloy and has the same ending as everybody else. It's it's the same yeah. game. Um, True. And that's to me what makes it you know different from real RPGs. But anyways, I'm not going to argue that point. Um, <laughs> uh, but talking about this ex developer though, he also mentioned something about the game. Uh, there was an over. Uh, abundance of content and they need they may need to cut some content just to put it out by november and it's funny because then we get a headline like this it says former starfield dev says there may be too much content for the game to ship on time like what this this is saying the exact opposite of what he was saying like you know it it just just said yeah it's it's why it's 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 all right. about clicks. It's all about clicks. You know what? That's, 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 I, I got to say something. Plus five to your journalistic integrity, sir. Whoever <laughs> wrote that article, Hiran Cryer, plus five to your journalistic integrity. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. That's horrible writing right there. And that right there is just clickbait at its finest. It's making me click on this saying to myself, oh, no, is it getting delayed? And then you yeah. read the actual quote and he's telling you, no, there's just a lot of content that they're, they're going to have to cut because the game is so big. Yeah. But it'll be out. Trust me. Anybody yeah. out there that's saying that Starfield is going to get delayed, they're kidding themselves. Bethesda don't delay their games. They don't. If they, was, if they was delayed their game because they got too much content, that would be, wow. What? It's insane. That would be, yeah, it's like, it's like you're, yeah. I, we're not. I'm not even going to let you talk about that. Just move on, because <laughs> that <laughs> but, just makes absolutely no sense. But it's at that cool. Point. But but we can talk about the fact that there is obviously a lot, a of, lot content of content here. So this ex dev 
did back up what Todd Howard was saying for months now. He was saying that this game is massive. Yeah. It's massive. And you know me, I love my massive RPGs. I love oh, sinking I hundreds of hours into these RPGs. This it makes me smile. It makes me so happy. I cannot wait to just dive into this game. And it, it, it can't come soon enough, man. November cannot come soon enough. We're already uh, halfway through the year almost. Uh, seriously, like Six for you, how, how excited are you for this game? I've I've never been a huge Bethesda person, but oh really? I'm, I'm okay. Never really have been because I like it. Just never grabbed because I don't not like whole, bugs. The whole, you don't like I, bugs. <laughs> well, I've never been into the whole medieval thing, and oh, like I played, oh, I, like I played Fallout. I played Fallout and stuff, but I never like I tried playing Oblivion on 360 when it came out, <sighs> and I I got through the first um, the first couple of hours of it it just never oh say it ain't for so i know i know listen God, listen i know so skyrim skyrim was another one that never clicked for me because i'm just not about the whole dungeons and dragons thing and stuff like that but i love sci-fi so yeah. i'm in on this one so so it's just it's like anything with sci-fi i will absolutely try i mean honestly that's the reason i like games like halo and i like destiny shoot i even played the star trek game that came out on um on uh, Xbox, you know, just because I just like games, like I just like anything techie or sci-fi or anything like that, I'll try them out because that's just kind of where my brain works at. So hearing all the stuff about what this game actually is really, really intrigues me. Um, but I will never tell anybody that I am a fan of Bethesda because I've never been a fan of just those type of games. But this is the first one where I'm like, I have to play this because it really speaks to me and the type of games that I like to play when it comes to like the sci-fi side of it. So uh, did you play the Fallouts? I played Fallout. I played 4. Fallout 4. How did you like that? Four is cool. I mean, I mostly played that one with my wife because my wife loves Fallout, loves it. Like played Fallout 3 to completion. Um, she played four. So I was playing that back and forth with her. We were um on my PlayStation account. We were on matter of fact, hers, mm -hmm. and we were sharing back and forth. I would play, she would play and stuff. And that's kind of how we ended up bonding as a, our relationship got better and bigger oh, and bigger. Cool. So that was like my first uh, time of actually experiencing them. But I will tell you this. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Bethesda brought you closer. They did. The I power of Bethesda compels you. Yeah. Oh, well, man. You about, See that? I will tell you the best thing about Fallout games is leaving the vault for the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you spend so much time yeah. in the vault, probably two, three hours at first when you're in there. But the moment the door opens up, you realize how much massive this game is. You like, Yo. yeah, because but Bethesda are great about that. They they have you create your character while you're within, you know, the confines of a certain space. Yeah. And then once you are able to leave that space, you've already adjusted to this character in that environment for so long that you feel like wow, this is, this is breathtaking. This is something very new and different for me. And you finally, you know, go out into the world. It was the same thing with oblivion, same thing going from the sewers out into the world uh, for the first time. They're great at that. And, and they say there's two moments like that with Starfield. And I can't wait for that. I freaking right. can't wait for that. Um, what is it about the Starfield game though, that uh, what would you like to see uh, as far as mechanics go in Starfield that would really resonate with you? Honestly, I want them to get, I, mean, I know some people love the VAT system inside of the Bethesda games, when They're it comes great. To especially Fallout. I want them to be, please don't have that in it. Don't have any mm -hmm. inkling of that in this game. There's going to be combat in this game. We already know. We see the gun set on the table in the first reveal. Okay, uh, let me stop you right did. there real quick. The ex-developer said that the gunplay was just okay. Now, again, that's an opinion, and who knows how well, long ago that was, but... In my opinion, I love Fallout games, but Fallout 4's gunplay was just okay as well. And I still No, but it. I will tell you like this. Mass Effect, if we go like Mass Effect, Mass Effect 1's gunplay was okay. 2 was better, but it wasn't like it the wasn't greatest. Great. Yeah. It wasn't the greatest. And, and and Mass Effect 2 is like my favorite game of all time. Yeah, so exactly. the game so, so when I when I'm talking about uh, just the way that it feels, 
Mm-hmm. That's nothing. I just don't like the whole. Oh, I mean, you know, we got to target this, we got to target that. I mean, it's cool. It gives you lets you know weak points and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that's something that they're going to implement this game because that's kind of something that's only really tied to the Fallout games. But when you add like f- shooting into the game, that's what I want to kind of see take it to a completely different level. Gotcha. I don't. I'm not saying they have to make it like free flowing like Call of Duty or anything like or that. Feel like Destiny or anything. Yeah. I it doesn't have to feel like that because you know. But I just want to see some type of evolution in the way that their games. Maybe something like how. Um, death loop kind of plays when it comes to the shooting style but more in the third person uh perspective and stuff like that mm. uh so it, it's a lot of things they could do but i just want to see the action side of the game taken more serious um than the rpg side because i love rpgs but i really really like the combative side of it more than the rpg side of it and that's pretty much why mass effect 2 was my favorite over the first one because i felt like that was the thing that they improved on the most yeah i I like a balance of the narrative and the uh action uh, in my rpgs Uh, i like a good balance there and uh, bethesda usually brings a great balance in my opinion i I have fun Mm -hmm. and I did rely heavily on the VAT system before Fallout 4 uh, because in the previous Fallouts, the gunplay was was worse off and uh, the VAT system really came into play there for me. Um, so I like the VAT system, but yeah, I agree with you. I don't want to see him just take from Fallout and just implement it into Starfield right. and say, okay, there, there's our system. No, they could take little bits and pieces from all their games. Of course, they've made some incredible games uh, all these years, but... I want them to make this game different. I, I want them to make this feel like a Bethesda game, but just implement things here and there that we're not used to in a Bethesda game. Yeah. A2 says something in a chat. He says, I hope they nail the space walking like they do Ooh. like Arcade did Prey. And Ooh, I, I'm nice. with them on that yeah. because now we don't even know if that's going to be a thing. It should be a thing. You know how vast the universe is. You should be able to like space cowboy yourself and fix your ship on the fly and get out of it and experience it from a third person dimension outside the space, looking at your ship from the outside. That would be, yeah, that would be something incredible, Mm -hmm. bro. Yeah, that would be incredible as well as um, thinking about things like when you're inside areas, you're in a corridor or something and you've got sort of a feel of dead space in in some scenarios. Yes. That would be incredible as well. Like there's so much they can do because this is sci-fi and not just an, you know, a sci uh, not a fantasy sort of genre thing where it's swords and stuff. There's a lot of things they could do in this game that the sky's the limit, man. Like uh, everything that we think about uh, with all these games that we've played over the years, they could have little bits and pieces from those games. Right. Um, not, I, it's not one-to-one, it's not a copy or anything, but I'm just saying like, the good elements that we played in other games, just the feelings we get, uh, like with dead space, I, at points you get sort of a claustrophobic feeling and you're Mm -hmm. feeling like you get the feeling of being all alone as well. You get, uh, you get jump scared. There's different aspects of it that can happen in this game as well. Things like that is, is, is just what really excites me for this game. There's so much, it's, it's very vast and, and, and open this game there's so much that can do they can do with it um agreed it's going to be incredible guys i want to thank everybody who's uh in the chat right now a lot of great people we have bitcloud we have uh boba fett gaming ham solo it's timmy uh gsd uh Dicato, uh the fifth horseman a lot of great people here flux jackson's uh flush jackson still here um a2 uh, thank you guys for showing up today. I really appreciate you. You can also find this show on Apple podcasts and all that. Any, any streaming podcast, uh, app out there, you can find the show GTL games talk live. I'm there. Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, my guest today is gaming Forte. He's got his own YouTube channel. If you haven't checked him out yet, please check it out at gaming Forte right here on YouTube. And he's also got the DPS podcast with his co-host slow-mo backslap who I want to have on someday. But uh, I'm just waiting for him to go on camera one day. I know he can't do it because of his job right now. I would love that. I would love that. It might happen soon. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. And I would love you guys to go on camera on your show. That would be awesome. 
as soon as he's able to do it. <laughs> so anyways, we come to the end of the show, guys. Uh, let everybody out, know out there where they can find you. I, I know I just kind of did, but tell right, them bro. yourself, man. No, man, I appreciate it as always, man. You do an amazing job on your show when I'm at work on appreciate Sundays. You. And I literally the rotation is is um is uh, a season gaming IOP, then your show, then come home, play some video games. That's literally mm-hmm. how Sunday goes for me and stuff. So really appreciate the hard work you put onto your channel, man, and all the Thank best you. of luck of everything you do in the future, too. Uh, but for myself, it's uh, Gaming Forte, like he said, everywhere, YouTube, Twitter, Xbox Live, PlayStation. DPS Podcast is the podcast that me and my best friend, Slow Backslap, do every Thursday, 9 p.m., on um youtube last week well this week it was on my channel next week it's on his because we rotate it and um yeah definitely come check it out if you like stuff like that i do xbox videos i do destiny videos and stuff on my channel so if you fancy any of those things come check it out and um i appreciate everybody for coming through and uh hope you guys enjoy your week and enjoy the games you're playing right right and i want to let everybody know again thank you everybody for coming through uh got a late uh, super chat here but i appreciate you boba fett gaming uh just sends a 20 and just says uh here thank you uh for doing the show today with uh, my, hey, my, my good friend gaming forte um yeah i appreciate it anytime i can have you on man it's always a pleasure we're, we're good friends we've known each other for years now in the community it's been really yep. awesome uh one day hopefully we'll get to go to some type of I don't know, event and meet each other and, and hang out. That'd be cool one day. Um, I'll be on the East Coast soon. And so who knows? Who knows? Could happen. Anyways, I want to let everybody know out there, thank you for your time listening to this program. If you're listening after the fact, thank you very much. Until next time, game on, people.